a good thing this church doesn't do anything. And because we're not doing anything, we have to fill the void where the announcements were going to be. And we're going to start. And then we're going to go on. We involve just about everybody here. Absolutely. Uh this morning, I'm just going to give a little bit of uh, information about the Samaritan's Purse. First of all, this is an organization that had, does has many objectives, but one of them are the boxes that are sent to places uh, that do not have any safety nets. By that, I mean they don't have Salvation Army. They don't have a, church, a local church that can help them. They don't have food banks. They don't have uh, workman's comp. They don't have Social Security disability. Uh, and on and on. It's uh, places where they often do not have clean water to drink. And they have to walk mile, a mile, two miles to get clean water. Uh, the, the whole project touches my heart in many ways. But, um, and I hope that you get excited about this too because it's, uh, it's a, a wonderful ministry. First of all, the boxes are out, out there. You have to put them together. But the thing you really need is this. This is your magic information pamphlet. It has everything you, the suggestions for things to buy. It has uh, information about packing your box. Uh, this year, on the back of this thing, I wish, you had, I wish I'd passed these out. On the back, there's a, for a boy or, and a girl. I hope you take that and, may, and do it for a boy and a girl. You uh, tape those on, you put the age, and whether it's a boy or a girl, you put it right on the box. And this year, uh, the postage has always been, thank you, the postage is a problem, is it? I use my hands. The postage has always been, <laughs> always been, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll have to have so many things to show. Okay, so to be quick, too late for that. Uh, the postage is going to be paid partially by the church this year and partially by some other people who have wanted to get in on that. So you will not put money in that box. And, and don't write a check. You never hear that in church. Don't write a check out. The church and these other people will take care of the postage. So you can make a box like this really nice for 15 to $20. Right, Randy? 15 all right. That's permanent. Uh, first of all. <laughs> Mom got one right. They, 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 don't, they don't want you to put anything, any toothpaste in. Now, we still have people put toothpaste. I have a, sus a suspicion that kids were eating it. But they don't want toothpaste. But they do want a toothbrush in every box. And they want a, a new uh, washcloth and a bar of soap. So those three things are the essentials. Now I put each one in one of these Ziploc bags. That's up to you. You don't have to do it. I'm gonna show you some of the things that I get. This is what they call a wow gift because it's a requested gift. This is a soccer ball. You, you can pay a lot of money for soccer balls, but at Walmart they have them for $5. I've bought them for, for years. You have to also buy, because you obviously won't get that in there, you have to buy a pump and you wet the end, put it in, and immediately if you hear something, you know it's all right. I had one that wasn't aligned, 
so it would not deflate. But I just kept it, and I thought, well, it's a good trial. Yeah. So the kids, and it did, it did fine. So these, that's a nice gift, but you, $5, and then this, this pump is three. You can get those at Walmart. So you've got that in it for the older kids. That's a nice gift. So what I add to that is the three essentials. I give them a, uh, a, uh, I'm here, I'm here. No worries. One of these, it's a dollar. I put in some pens and pencils. Uh, what else do I put in there? Several other little things, but nothing huge, because that's the big gift. And uh, you can think of things that an older kid would want. I, I do have some, well, they were VFW. They, they are little solar calculators, and we don't use them, but you put them in the sun, you know, they're still good. They haven't been used at all. They ask nothing to be used. They want things to be new. You, they don't want it half full, but they don't want it crammed, Amy. They don't want it just stuffed till you can't get the lid on. I know you do. Preach it, girl. Ma matchbox. Matchbox cars are good, too. Matchbox cars are good, too. Yeah, matchbox cars work really well. They do. Now, I, with the little ones, boys and girls, I start with... A coloring book for a dollar, and you can get these for a dollar or sometimes 50 cents. Mm -hmm. So you start off with that, and then there's a lot of little things. The little girls like, like uh, ribbons, they like hair stuff, not gel, but uh, headbands, things like that. Yes, sir? Are you against getting the containers that are that size? No. Well, I've spent a little money for this. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how much more I want to spend on that. Yeah. But this size. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Now, this is something you sometimes can't find. It, I used to call it a flutophone, but it's a recorder. You have to take it out of the package. But I always think when I can find these things, well, what if there's some little musician there? And uh, another thing that I think about is when I pull these things out, this is just a simple watercolor for a dollar. This is a dollar. And I think, well, you just never know. Look at the big oak tree we pass as we walk yeah, almost every day. You can't get, your, can't get three people's arms around it. And it started with a little acorn. This is a nice gift for a child. And you ne just never know. This is a light one. It's not a heavy one. This is just a kid's ball. This is a wow gift. Mm -hmm. I think these are three. And you, sometimes you can find them, sometimes you can't. You have to ch kind of check around. These are also, feel that. Oh, yeah. Really nice. Oh, this is, you know, hey, folks. Comfort. It, it's comfort. We don't, think, we don't think in those terms. Nothing. They have nothing. Yeah. This can be there, yeah. You can. You're right. If yeah. we run out of these, then I'll go and get some of those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the only the the only caveat is you 
have to watch the size. You have to watch the size, okay? Because the way these things get sent is they're either boxed or they're put on a pallet, all right? And the goal is to get as many in a crate right. or on a pallet as they possibly can, all right? In terms of getting things out of this country, it's gotten immensely expensive. Samaritan's Purse is doing the best they can to keep costs down. All right? So think, let's put it this way. You need more than good intentions. Okay? You need more than good intentions. I've been in places where I've seen kids without. I have been places where a child has come up and not asked for money, okay, in the Pacific area, okay, they don't use BICs, they use BIROs, B-I-R-O, BIRO pins. Do you have a biro? <laughs> Could I have it? Uh -huh. I don't have one for school. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. These cool. are, these are these matchbox cars, and they always go. And sometimes I'd put them in with the little girls too, because they're interested in cars too. Mm -hmm. These are a dollar. Uh, most of these things that I have are a dollar. I'm going to show you some of these things. This is those things you blow on and make bubbles. They're kind of a plastic <laughs> bubble. Um, take your see. box right into Dollar General. Just tell them up front. Just take your box right in. That's what we do. That way you know spacing. Take yeah. it and then you just start putting stuff in your box so yeah. you know how it fills up. Oh, they'll let you do yep. it for sure. Yeah. I usually buy some, or sometimes I buy some Play-Doh. And it's expensive to buy ones that have their little uh, forms in them. So I, I get cookie cutters. And I put a couple in. Uh, you can get a small thing of. And cookie cutters are, are, are things that families are not able to afford. Things that we take for granted. A sharpener. They, they have those little sharpeners. They used to be 50 cents. Now I don't know what they are now. But they're real handy. I mean, we have them in our drawer because they. But uh, washable markers. Yeah. What does it say on that, Randy? What is, how I much was cold. that? A dollar? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Then give, give me the bag. <laughs> give me the bag. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. All right. We, are, we have three weeks. So even though it's not um, Halloween yet, we have three weeks. The 20th is a Sunday. November 20th is a Sunday. And that is the last day to bring your boxes here. Now, I can take them over on Monday to the collection church, but, and if you need me to pick them up, uh, just let me know. But, so if you forget it, I can take them over on Monday. So the 20th is the last day. Um, the, I think Linda had something to do this, with this. I have seen these because the church put our Bibles in them when we were in COVID, but you know what? Our, our, our hymnals. This is a nice little backpack. It's really light. And 
Um, I, I kind of always looked at it, and then I'd forget about them. Well, there are a bunch of them here. Also, there are some nice new toys out on that table, and I will get a chair so you can look through. Take it, take it, please. Don't worry about, you know, it's first come, first serve, so just don't run anybody down, but there's a lot of nice things in there for your box. Also, I send, with those older kids, I do send pens and pencils and a, and a pencil sharpener and maybe an eraser. But mm -hmm. uh, people have brought things over here for, for this uh, project, and they're new, and they're not using them. So we will use them, and so will these children. Now, the best thing about this whole thing is this package is wonderful for these children. But let me tell you what the real deal is. This is the real deal. Samaritan's Purse puts a book into every box, and that book is age-appropriate and in their own language, imagine that, and it's about Jesus. In this country, we can access Jesus. We can, we can uh, get information about Jesus. We can hear about Jesus in many, many ways. That is just not true over there. And what would they think of a God who left them in such a horrible place? This is the way we can personally, without even seeing them, give someone the gift of good news, that Jesus loves them. And that is what grabs my heart. It isn't just words on paper. It's the whole box. It's a, it says, somebody cares about me, somebody loves me in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, you. Yeah. Hats. Things that we take for granted. Sunglasses. Fun, just fun. For uh, kids, they can make this out if you want to do this. It, it's a little note to the child that's going to get that box. And also, you can follow your box, but you'll have yeah. to see about yeah, that. Yeah, but that's if, you're, if you pay for the postage, you have to get through and then get the email. Well, I think they can put on the box okay. that they're going to that this oh, is okay. being paid for yeah. and that they would like yep. to then track can, it. Then you can, yeah, track then you can it. track it. Yep. And when you track it, don't be surprised if you don't get a glimpse of where this child lives. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty rough, pretty rugged. Almost non-existent. So everywhere uh, from Appalachia, okay, to Central Africa, to Asia, around the world, around the world. Now the other thing about Samaritan's Purse is they don't just go to other countries. They have recently go to any place that has a, a weather disaster. They were recently down in Fort Myers Beach. They have been in uh, the Ukraine, and they have uh, they have programs for veterans. They have a variety of programs. I mean, it's a it's a hopping group, yep. and they get volunteers who go out and help and pray with people and bring water, just basic necessities to places like uh, in. For Myers Beach, I mean, they couldn't get water, and they've got workers down there. 
and fam, fam and people trying to rescue a yeah. little something. So, yeah. and it's Billy Graham's son. He's uh, what the prom most prominent Protestant American evangelist. Got into countries that nobody else could get into. Was advisors of presidents. Didn't matter which side of the aisle. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a, a wonderful and it's fun to do. You forget how fun it is to shop for little ones. It's fun. Somebody's, it's annoying, but fun. somebody's not grandma. Okay. Luann? Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to this fifth Sunday of our Discipleship Equals Stewardship campaign. We're almost over. Next week is when it's done. Then you don't get to see our smiling faces up here talking to you anymore. <laughs> um, we have talked about our history of 190 years, the list of accomplishments over the last few years, and about the future of our church. We have also talked about discipleship and the way discipleship is connected to stewardship. Everyone was invited to attend one of our planned small group meetings so that we could share our packet of information that we put together that was based on discipleship equals stewardship. The packet will be handed, um, this packet will be handed out today for those of you that are here that didn't attend a small group and it'll be mailed out to those who opted not to attend or were unable to attend. Um, and on that note, if anybody is still interested and we're not able to get to the last five meetings, we are willing to do one Wednesday at noon here at the church. If anybody wants to take advantage of that opportunity, they need to see me after church so that we can make arrangements and plans to do that. Um, Sunday, November 6th is the date the campaign is done, and we are asking everyone to either send or respond to the office by then, or um, to send your responses to the office or by then, by then, or bring them with you to church to drop off on the 6th. So now I would like to update you with a little more information. As everyone is aware, in 2017, we cut our staff because financially we could no longer afford to pay for staff except for the minister. Everything is done by volunteers here at the church, the cleaning, the office, repairs. We hired some of those repairs, but there's a lot of repairs that were made to this church by the trustees and their group and whoever they could recruit. Um, in November of 2017, I agreed to become the finance chairman again. I held that position um, in the late 90s and early 2000s, and I'm at it again. In 2018, we struggled to pay our bills and stay open, and after a long year, we, as a whole church, all of you, voted to continue and to do what it would take to stay open. All of you had said 
the Ad Board and the Finance Committee listened and set about the task of doing that. As of today, I would say we have succeeded because we are still here. We have managed to do the following amazing things with all your generous ties and gifts. One, we made many repairs to the building that were much needed, including fixing the steeple that has leaked for years, fixing the roof here and there and everywhere to keep the leaks out. We've changed our lighting system over to LED to reduce our energy costs and to have brighter lights. Um, and if you're not really sure how bright they can be, go visit the gym when we've got them lit to the max. <laughs> um, and replacing an outside air conditioning and furnace unit that had been dead for a few years, a year at least. In January of 2018, we had two mortgages we were paying on. One was the regular mortgage and one was for a new roof. And um, from July 29th to September 30th, we did a push to pay campaign to collect um, money to pay off the roof mortgage because at that time we only owed just under $4,000, $3,967 to be exact. And we raised that money in three Sundays. So that wasn't even three full weeks. And we raised that and we paid that mortgage off. So now we're down to just our regular mortgage at the church. The regular mortgage as of January of 2018 was $353,347.63. That's a lot of money. As of October 6th of this year, this month, when we made our payment, the balance is now $246,772.99. Thank you. That means in about three years and 10 months, we've paid down our mortgage by $106,574.64. Awesome! <laughs> That means we've paid over $100,000 in that three years, almost four years. And we did that while we survived COVID, worshiping outside for a year, over a year, and making all the major repairs to the church that we have managed to do in the last few years. And those expenses were, those repairs were extensive and expensive. We saved that money, we quoted it, we worked at it. And I gotta give a hand to the trustees because the trustees, and especially Jim as chairman, put a lot of time and effort to find the right people to make those repairs, to get those repairs done, you know? Um, it just, when I was putting these numbers together, it just, amazed me. It just really amazed me. We go through day after day and just for me, I, 
I pay, you know, Lisa pays the bills and we keep track of where finances are and things, but until you really sit down and crunch numbers, you don't realize how far and how much we've done. Our campaign, our campaign is about our vision and hope for the future of our church. We've put a lot of time, effort, and energy into all of this because we wanted it to be more than just about money. We want all of you to continue to help our church strive and grow into the future and embrace the vision that this church was built on. There are many of you here, many of you here, that need to remember when we voted and we moved and we started this process to build our church, what our vision was. Are we there? Did we get there? We put together a vision and a plan when we started building this new church of what this church could be and how it could help this community. And I want us to get there. I want us to continue to be here. Forever. I want this church to be here for as long as we can be here to help this community, to survive, to strive, to thrive. And we can't do that with just a small group of us working at it week after week after week. It takes everyone. Please, please take the time to read the packet of information we're going to give you. Work on the information that's in the packet because there's some work for you to do in there that it's not about money. And, can, can, and we're asking that you continue to commit to our church with your God-given abilities. I want to thank everybody for your time, your patience, your gifts. We had a committee of four people. We have worked very hard on this campaign to put it together, to put our vision in words, and to help bring it to you. So please take the time to look at all this information. And God willing, we'll get to continue to have our vision and continue to be here. Thank you. technologically challenged pastor just drop the microphone again what what do I need to do what do we need to do oh no <laughs> sorry there's so much going on yeah. <laughs> I'm... no I just want to on behalf of the I, sorry there's so and I don't want to be like super discounted or super short but on behalf of everybody, it's Pastor Appreciation Month, and everybody who has like 
given gifts and given nice words and thoughts to Pastor Mike, we want to say we really appreciate everything that you're doing for us. And this is on behalf of the whole church. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Do I, do, do I unpack here or do I wait? Ooh. One, one, thing, one thing that I, I know is in here is a hat. Yes. Okay. Oh, I have to get but. <sighs> there, there is an envelope. There's stuff in the envelope. Thank you. Of all the times we see the bowing knees of Jesus, none is so precious as when he kneels before his disciples and washes his feet. The scripture verse inside is, whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. And that's John 12, 26. Inside it says, the way you serve others is such a beautiful reflection of our Savior's love. Pastor Mike, we appreciate all that you have done and all you continue to do to help get us on the right track with love and gratitude. Clinton United Methodist Church. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. <laughs> now there's more than a hat in here. You gotta look at the top of the hat. Ah, yes. Fisher of men, Matthew 4.19. Yes. Uh-oh. Some of you noticed I don't wear socks. There's a reason for that. <laughs> Thank you, Wally. Whoa, beautiful. Fisher of men. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Ever so much appreciated. I'm as close to speechless as you'll ever see me. Once in a lifetime. Poor Kim has been waiting so patiently to start. <laughs> but before he starts, okay, before he starts, all right, you need to know something, all right? She just came back in, so I'm not talking behind your back. 
You need to understand how difficult it is for Luann to get up in front of you. And you need to understand you hurt her heart. You're invited to a vision. You're invited to discipleship. I ask you repeatedly, is Jesus here? Okay? What you've heard, not from me, but from your own, is will we be the body of Christ in this place, in this time, and into the future, as much future as we may have. If Jesus doesn't come today, he'll come tomorrow. Will we be Jesus to each other, to our friends, our family, our neighbors, till Jesus comes back? That's the question. We can disagree about the details, folks. We can't avoid the questions. Thank you, Kim. Good morning, church family. Are there any other announcements that were not in the bulletin? <laughs> any, right, any other brief announcements that weren't in the bulletin? Anything that can't wait till the gym. Just thanking everybody who showed up on Wednesday night for the Halloween party. That was a huge success. Yeah. And you can, you, you can see some of the activities because we didn't take things all down. There's some neat stuff in the gym. Coffee hour. There's two kinds of bait on the hook. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> Please stand and join me in the call to worship. <clears throat> God, send off your love on us. Let it be like rain. Love us so much that we love others with kindness and joy. Let us shine with the light of your love. Make us your saints for today and each tomorrow. Please remain standing as we sing hymn 733, Marching to Zion.
Amen. Beautifully sung. Please take a moment and greet one another before you sit down. I love it that you're so rowdy. Does my heart good. Today is a busy Sunday. I owe an apology to to Linda because I managed to get confused and so we're doing All Saints observance today, and I found out that you usually do it the first Sunday in November. Um, As we celebrate the saints, okay, um, we're going to, to do a number of things, including honoring the saints that have gone on by reading their names and also um, ringing up a bell. There's lots to be said about all saints. Mostly we don't do all saints the way early Christians did all saints. One of the things that we've forgotten is this. When a follower of Jesus died, especially if they happened to be a martyr, Okay. Their fellow Christians celebrated as their birthday. It was their birthday in heaven. Through the centuries what happened was the celebration of all saints started the night before what we now call Halloween started out as All Hallows' Eve. Okay? And the celebration went on all night. As soon as the sun went down, the church bell started to ring. I've read read minutes from, from parish meetings, okay? And the note was, 
Are we going to buy new ropes for the bell? Okay, for All Hallows' Eve. Back in the day, there were three important holidays that the church observed. Easter, Christmas, and All Saints. The original begging was people going door to door to make sure that everybody in the parish had food for feast day. Pretty different, huh? Pretty different. And as we go into our prayer time, okay, I'm going to ask that we focus on those people who have touched our lives with a little bit of Jesus. Because you see, those people are the saints. Not that they were perfect, not that they were flawless. They brought us a little bit of Jesus. And hopefully, we couldn't put it down. We have a number of people to, to remember in prayers. Okay. Um, need to remember Gail Lombardi. We need to remember, um, is it Chris Shedler? Shadler. Shadler. Okay. Um, we have a number of people in nursing homes. As far as I know, we don't have anyone in hospital right now. And we need to remember each other. Let us pray. Our blessed Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you have come to be with us, come to be like us, Come to lead us back home to God. Often our lives are not easy. Often there's pain. There's suffering. Often there's frustration and anger. Often, oh Lord, there's confusion and bewilderment. You do not leave us alone to face this stuff by ourselves. You are always with us. And we thank you. Altogether, too often, Lord Jesus, we forget. We forget that we are blessed. We are blessed in so many ways. Most of us, oh Lord, drove here in a car. We are blessed. Most of us, oh Lord, 
were warm last night. We are blessed. Most of us, when we leave here, oh Lord, we're going to either go home to eat or we're going to go someplace to eat. And there will be enough. We are so blessed. And we thank you. We thank you. Oh Lord, when we are blessed, that's a taste of the kingdom of God. When we reach out to others, when we reach out to each other, we are touching them with just a little bit of the kingdom of God. And it is for that kingdom we pray when we join our voices together in the words that you taught us to say. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Could we take a moment to listen to God in silence? For God speaks in his turn during prayer. Amen. In your bulletin, you will have two inserts. One is a list of the, our beloved saints. The other is an insert that is entitled All Saints Sunday. Inside, you will find a brief history of all saints. Take time to read it, okay? What we are about to do are moments of remembrance and gratitude. I want to encourage you to not only be very present in our celebration here, but on All Saints Day, take a moment to look back at your life. Is there someone you remember who was instrumental in your meeting Jesus Christ our Lord? Can you recall what it was this person did or said that most affected you? If they are still alive, have you ever taken the time to say thank you to them for the gift that they gave you in pointing you in the direction of Jesus Christ our Lord? If they are dead, have you ever done anything to celebrate their memory? And finally, have you shown your gratitude to them by doing what they did for you to someone else? Have you pointed anybody else to Jesus Christ, our Lord?
we have lost many people. Our intent is not to miss anybody. These are the ones that we know. Inez Sloan. Choice Quigley. Raymond Spirit. Diane Snyder. Justin Rohrbach. Lori Siegert. Lisa Sandy's friend. Susan Sheffer. Carl Buddy Jacob Jr. Father David Huggins. Molly Kovac. Beck Shadley. Karen Quigg, Marilyn Randall, Kim Daisy's five-year-old granddaughter, Frank Beckman, Kathy Parrish, Heather Van Sickle's husband, Tony Quigg, Don Rickett, Joe Winhart. <clears throat> I apologize. Bonnie was a friend. I just found out that she had died. Bonnie Lancaster. Noel Barber. Sue Moreau. Isaiah Stephen. David Hawkins, Misty Flores Rhodes, Eugene Cole, Stephen Davis, Amy Vandres, Katie Dorr, Alice Cheeseman's son-in-law, Dr. Dean Kirtland, Bob Sheet, Merrill Sackett. Thank you. Kim, would you? Please join me in a prayer for All Saints Day. Thank you, oh, oh God. God. For the saints of all ages, thank you for those who kept the lamp of faith burning in times of darkness. Thank you for the great hearts in those who saw visions of larger truth and dared to live them. Thank you for the unknown multitude of quiet and gracious spirits whose presence has purified and sanctified the world. Thank, Thank you for those we've known and loved. Thank you for those who have passed from this earthly fellowship into the full light of life with you. 
Grant that all the good we have seen and known in them may inspire and guide us. May we always love them and honor their memory. When we have fulfilled our time on earth, may we be with them in your heavenly kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. And, and if you're able, would you stand for the Gloria? sung, you may be seated unless you're in the choir. Can I hear an amen? amen? Wow. Thank you, beautifully sung. My, thank you, Kim. 
the, the magic hat is empty this morning. I know, and it's empty too. <laughs> That's going to be part of my children's moment this morning. Okay. okay, thank you. Would the children come, please? There's a lot of you this morning. Uh huh. And Olivia. And and nah, she's not here, and that's okay. Oh, play practice! Wow. Not only are the big people busy, but you little people are busy too. You're always doing something, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, always doing something. What are you going to do later this week? Are you going to dress up for Halloween? Yeah? You're going to go begging? Yeah? What are you going to be? Oh, okay. Wow. 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 That's pretty complicated. Like that? Wow. Yeah. So who are you going to be? Um, I will be um, Buzz Lightyear. Same Buzz Lightyear that you were at the party on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah cool. Who are you going to be? You're going to be a witch? Oh, what are you going to be? Are you going to be Raptor again? Yeah. No? Wally? No? You were cool. I, I, Wally, I'm sorry I mistook you for a T-Rex. I needed help. Halloween can be pretty confusing. It's hard to know what it's about. You're going to be a dinosaur? Okay, again. All right. I thought maybe you would be. But it's confusing, and it can get pretty scary. Okay. We don't want you to be scared. Okay. want you to have fun. want you to use your imagination. Okay. And... Your parents are not going to like it because I said this. I hope you get lots of candy. 
<laughs> huh? What is my favorite kind of candy? <sighs> Boy, you ask hard questions. I really like Reese's peanut butter cups. My mommy loves those. Oh. And I really like Snickers. And I really like payday bars, but you all are probably too young to know what payday bars are. They're all peanuts. They're all peanuts. The things that we're doing in worship this morning are about All Saints Day. All Saints Day is a special day when we remember Christians who have died and gone to be with Jesus. It's hard to deal with people not being here anymore. Okay? It's hard. There's no easy thing, way to, to say it. It's just hard. Okay? Do you know what I like to do? What? I like to play with Oh. And I wish I could make the sadness go away and make it all better. But sometimes we're just sad. And even though it hurts to be sad, it really is okay because our hearts heal and our heads heal. Okay? And one of the things about us is we believe that those people that we love and that we miss are with Jesus. And that we will be with Jesus sometime too. The closest we are to Jesus, the closer we are to them. I wish I could make that easier to understand, but I can't. That's the way it is. Okay? It's important to remember them. It's important to remember those times we were happy together. Even though sometimes when we remember that stuff, bless you, bless you. Even though sometimes when we remember that stuff, it hurts. It's important to remember it. Okay? Because... We had more than just sadness with them. Remember that, okay? Remember we had more than just sadness. And, okay, on Halloween night, remember, have fun. Okay? On Halloween night, have fun. Okay? On all Saints Day, which is the next day, remember those people you miss. Okay? And remember the good things you shared with them. Will it be easy? No. 
but it will help. Okay? It will help. Let's pray, okay? Blessed Jesus, just thank you. Thank you for being with us, not only here, but when we're away from here. Be with us, oh Lord, when we're having fun on Halloween night. And Lord Jesus, be with us, especially when we remember those who've gone on to be with you on All Saints Day. Help us, O oh Lord, to heal. Help us, O oh Lord, to have fun. Help us, O oh Lord, to remember. Hear our prayer. Amen. Now, my intention was to talk more about candy, but it just didn't work out that way. We have candy. Would you care to come get some? Got one. Got one. Bubblegum. Got one. Got one. Whoa. Got one. Got one. You decide. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. There are times when I wish that you could see all that I see. Okay. We think that we're the only ones that lose saints. The children lose saints too. We have trouble healing, they have trouble healing. They need to know there's someone they can turn to. And it really helps. It really, really helps if at least for a moment we allow ourselves to be Jesus, reminding them They're loved, and the people they're missing are loved. That they're safe, and the people they're missing are safe. Y'all ain't going to get out of here before 1230. I apologize. I'm going I'm to give you a, a choice. Luann Lu is going to make sure I take the offering. She's back there with her hand. Arms crossed. Okay. We're going to take the offering, but we're not going to sing the middle hymn. Okay? Would the ushers please come?
you're able, would you stand? Jesus, we thank you for the gifts that you have given us, including those people through whom you have touched our lives. Some of them have gone on before. We cannot return the gifts they've given us back to them, but we can pay those gifts forward. Our offerings are one of the ways we do that, Lord. Take our gifts, bless them, and make them, O Lord, what is needed for the glory of the kingdom of God. Hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. The scripture for this morning is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 62, and we'll be focusing on verse 7. Actually, I'm going to start with 6 the middle of, of verse 6. You who remind the Lord, take no rest and give God no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it renowned throughout the earth. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We Christians, we go through cycles. During some of the cycles, the Christian witness is strong and clear. In other cycles, the witness is barely there, and it's all muddied up. What's sad is we tend to think we're standing strong and being clear when we're barely being present, and we're making a mess out of everything. Now we're going through a barely being present and making a mess of everything cycle. Doesn't make any difference where you look at the church. You don't have to look hard to see the mess. Methodist church, Baptist church, Catholic church, Presbyterian church, Lutherans, you name us. We're a mess. It's nowhere more obvious than in the state of our politics, in the church, in the nation, and in the world. 
Christians have mostly forgotten who and what we are to be about. We have forgotten Jesus. We can say the name, but the name doesn't have much in the way of meaning and content. We've forgotten what Jesus taught. We've forgotten how Jesus lived. We've done with Jesus what Jesus said the people of his day had done with God. You look at Matthew 15, 9. That's where Jesus makes his point. We have forgotten what we are to be about as the body of Christ. We do all sorts of things, and they are not wrong things. They are just not the most important things. There are very few things we are called by Jesus to do. We are to show self-transcending love. We have to get past ourselves. I know I'm wonderful, but I'm not the center of the universe. And I got sad news for you. You ain't either. We are to be bound together by our love for God, for Jesus, and for each other. Jesus calls us to no longer be by ourselves or for ourselves. We are to be with him and we are to be with each other. We are to be deeply connected to him. We are to be deeply connected through him. We are called to be connected in one job and one job that is the primary focus. We are to pray. Early Christians believed that the only reason that Jesus hadn't come back any quicker than he has is because Christians prayed that the world would be given another chance. One went so far as to say the world is saved by the prayers of the saints. That ain't just Mother Teresa. That's you and me. We are called specifically to pray and Isaiah says, give God no rest. We are to give God no rest until his kingdom of peace is fully established. To put it crudely, we're supposed to be a hemorrhoid to God until God moves. Hmm. Nagging God? 
not just for what we want, not just for our little picture. God, the kingdom, God, the kingdom, God, the kingdom. I'm waiting, God, the kingdom, God, the kingdom, God, the kingdom. Jesus repeatedly went to the book of Isaiah. Jesus saw himself in the light of Isaiah's writing. Jesus used Isaiah's words lots of times. Jesus used themes from Isaiah. Jesus used his prophecies. You want to understand Jesus? Read Isaiah. We need to understand Jesus. We need to understand Isaiah. We need to understand what we are supposed to do. We need to understand Isaiah. Isaiah's writings come from one of the worst times in Jerusalem's history. The writings begin before Babylon's final siege of the city. They end after the city falls. They speak to the people who were taken into exile. The, the city of Jerusalem was under siege for years. Many died of disease. Many died of starvation. People were reduced to cannibalism. Can you imagine being the king in Jerusalem and two moms coming up to you and saying to you, me and her, we ate my baby yesterday. She won't give hers up to eat today. That's how bad it was. Finally, the city was sacked and burned. God's temple was destroyed. Their enemies killed any survivors. The rest were exiled to all sorts of foreign countries. The prophet Isaiah spoke out during all this disaster. He didn't pull any punches. He told the people how forgetful they were. He told them how disobedient they were. He did more than preach judgment. He spoke a poetry of hope. He declared God's love. He relayed God's promise of rescue. He proclaimed visions of restoration. What do we call that stuff now? We call that the stuff of the kingdom of God. In the midst of all that disaster, Isaiah saw what God's Messiah would be like. He saw what this rescuer would do. Have you ever been rescued? I have. We got hit by a drunk driver in 1991. I took out the dash of the car with my right leg. Seat back was broken.
I was a mess. I was a neat mess because I wasn't bleeding all over the place. Took three guys to get me out of the car. I was rescued. When you see Messiah in the Bible, translate it rescuer. Don't think of a revival meeting, think of a car wreck. Think of almost drowning. Someone pulling you out. You that are veterans, before I forget, next Sunday will be Veterans Recognition Sunday. You veterans that have been in a firefight, you know what it means to be rescued. Isaiah saw what this rescuer would do. And what Isaiah saw was unexpected. The one from God would rescue everyone. That included the poor, the sick, the lame, the blind, as well as the captives. The one that Isaiah saw coming to the rescue was a suffering servant of God. The rescuer would not look the role. No one would take him seriously, but he would get God's planned rescue done. The Messiah would make double yokes. So people would have to work together. Isaiah had a vision of God's people in constant prayer. Those praying would not give God any rest until God did two things. First, God would restore Jerusalem to greatness. Okay, you need to understand Jerusalem means the reign of peace. That's what that city is named. The reign of peace. And second, God would bring his kingdom of peace to all creation. We're not talking some liberal fantasy here. We're talking about somebody who understood how bad things can get and how powerful God is. And who believed in no uncertain terms, God can clean up this mess. And how will I personally know that the mess is cleaned up? 
I'll feel Jesus wipe the tears from my eyes. And no, I won't ever cry again. My body won't hurt. And it'll never hurt again. And those people who've gone on before, that we've rung the bell for, I'm going to see them again. Luke's gospel tells us Jesus introduced people to his ministry with the words of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. You want to find out where that is? It's Luke 4, 18 and 19. Jesus clearly knew Isaiah well. He went back to Isaiah over and over again. Jesus may have used Isaiah's teaching about praying as a basis for his own teaching. Think about what we say when we say the Lord's Prayer. Hallowed be thy name. The Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What do we pray next? Thy kingdom come. Isaiah made it clear. Pray. Pray for God's kingdom to come. God's children are to pray with such intensity, with such intensity that God gets no rest until God answers their prayers. Jesus taught, ask and keep on asking, and it shall be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you shall find. Knock and keep on knocking, and it shall be open to you. We forget that Jesus told the parable of the friend at midnight, just after he taught his followers to pray what we call the Lord's Prayer. Hey, God, you asleep? Keep on knocking. And what happens besides a water bottle falling on the floor? Okay, the door will be open. You get what you need. We are more like the people of Isaiah's day than we want to admit. We are in desperate need of God's rescue. We are drowning people. We are sinking in a society that has forgotten God. We're in a car wreck. We're in a train wreck. We are knocked every direction in a culture and politics that abuse God. We know who our rescuer will be. We wait for the return of the one with the nail-scarred hands. 
You know in the New Testament there's only one way to identify Jesus? You don't look at Jesus' face. You look at his hands. We wait for the return of the one with the nail-scarred hands. He's the one who taught us to pray to God, thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We need to listen to Isaiah. We need to listen to Jesus. Let us pray. Let us give God no rest until Jesus comes back, until we are rescued, until God's kingdom comes from the highest heaven to all people in every place all around this world. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen because the sermon's done? Can I get you to stand up and sing 402?
The benediction is supposed to be responsive. Would you do the honors, Kim? The power of Jesus Christ makes us one with the saints and of the past, present, and future. Jesus uses the saints of the past to teach us how to live now. Then we can be the saints of today and teach the saints of tomorrow. This is our job. Let us be, excuse me, let it be our joy today and forever. Amen. There's still things for coffee hour. There's still stuff to do. I know that the service has gone long. There are cookbooks for sale. There are shoe boxes. Sign up for craft show. There is coffee. There's and we need some help moving some of the items from the garage up here to okay. the church for the Christmas uh, decorations. Okay. And we didn't talk enough about it, but Wednesday the party was fabulous and some of the stuff that we did is still set up. So if you care to go look at it, it is so cool.